Welcome to MCU Mondays. And I should probably not start out with such a bang because there's never anyone here right at the moment we start. <laughs> let them, let them, the, the doors are open now. Let people find their seats. Uh, anyway. in. <laughs> anyway, Quick, get the center section. For those who are here right now, it is time once again for MCU Mondays, which with the MCU slowing down, which might be a very good thing, we might just have to change this show to something else mondays uh i want to broaden our topics outside just the mc if we're going to do it every monday we need to broaden anyway things are on the horizon in that respect but tonight we are in fact talking about the mcu we're talking all about ant-man we're going to watch the new guardians trailer that just dropped during the super bowl yesterday and then we're going to talk about quantum mania which comes out this coming this weekend, weekend. yes so next week we'll be talking about quantum mania spoilers right now we haven't seen it so we're just going to talk about expectations but as usual i'm your host chris i don't know my own name <laughs> debbie my co-host take over how are you i'm good i have missed my banter buddy it's been so long we've been taking extended breaks <laughs> Uh, well, you get busy with other projects. And then the other thing was, again, there's only so much happening in the MCU as they kind of slowed down, which is also, I think, fine, because I think the last phase got a little bloated and maybe we should have spent more time, money and effort on a couple different projects instead of a million different projects. So it does look like they're slowing down. Anyway, we were, of course, also joined by David down there below. David, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Glad I'm to have you here. Good. Good to be back. It's good to be back. Yeah, we've. It's. It's. We did. A, we did a review a, a couple weeks ago of, of stuff, but then, then last week I was like, I don't know. We just talked about everything that happened last year, and the next thing hasn't come out yet. I, you know, what, what do you want me to do? Uh, so this week. Like I said, looking forward to Ant-Man, which is next week, which looks to be a huge, ambitious, crazy, big, the start of the next phase. Very exciting things happening there. And I've always enjoyed the Ant-Man movies. I, they're fun. Well, that's also something we're going to talk about with this next movie. Is it going to be as fun? Because this seems to be stepping it up a little bit more serious for Ant-Man. But anyway, we're going to talk about all that and more. Let's get the theme song going so we can really get started. Theme song guy. Oh yeah! So who the hell are you? I'm Ant-Man. Ant-Man. What, you haven't heard of me? No, you wouldn't have heard of me. That was a lot scarier second. Okay, so the first thing we're actually going to talk about, even though that really got me in the mood to talk about Ant-Man. Yes. That's a, that was one of my better openers. I was like, should I make a new one? And then I just typed in Ant-Man to my, like, my, all my different files for 
this show and it was like ant-man opener and i was like oh let me see that one again and i watched it and i was like well i'm definitely not going to make a new one if i have this one sitting in the chamber <laughs> this is great um so yeah we are going to talk about ant-man but first let's check out that new trailer for guardians of the galaxy 3 came out yesterday during the super bowl i didn't watch the super bowl so I watched for the commercials. I it. Yeah, for the commercials. I don't know. I feel I, like I just watched him on TikTok. Yeah. Tomorrow, I'll look up 2023 Super Bowl. Go, go look up. Go look up the Tubi, the Tubi commercials. Okay. Tubi commercials. Okay. Yeah, the the one in the fourth quarter because it was. I I swear, and it, I think it got a lot of people. Was I thought my TV had crapped out, and and even Luke yelled at me. He's like, "Dad, you're sitting on the remote. What are you doing?" And I'm like. I'm not even touching the remote. I don't know what it's doing. And then it's like a commercial. He goes, wait, it says ad. Yeah, it's for two. <laughs> All right. So I'll definitely have to check that out. Like I said, I'm just going to 2023 Super Bowl commercials. Uh, I mean, that's if my team isn't in it, I don't even care about that much about football. The only reason I would care is if it was like my local team, the Ravens had been in it, then I'd be like, this is what everyone around me is going to be talking about for a while, so I better check it out. But uh, football is just, you know... It's a dumb sport. Sorry, William. It's a gladiatorial... I mean, like, here's the thing, though. If you just, if you said, we're going to sit down and watch some highlights slash bloopers, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Cool. Let me watch some like crazy awesome plays or some really hilarious... Or the bad, the bad lip reading. The bad lip reading is always good. And I've always been bad lip reading is hilarious. Yes, yes. Uh, I've always been a fan of rugby, anyhow, as a sport more than football. But there's much less pause time or timeouts in rugby, so there's not nearly enough time for advertising. So it's not ever going to catch on big in America. That's why hockey's better. Hockey's good too. Yeah. Anyway, so Super Bowl yesterday, new trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's take a look at it. I'm going to tell you something. I'm Star-Lord. I formed the Guardians. Met a girl, fell in love. That girl died, but then she came back. Came back a total dick. Oh, please. So they have to go through their entire relationship again. That is the gist of it. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble for this music bit playing. Oh yeah, we might get so just like talk over the music. It's to create the perfect society. He didn't want to make things perfect. He just hated things the way they are. I want you all to know that I am grateful to fight beside my friends. Incinerate them. <laughs> we were always searching for a family until we found each other. Ready for one last ride? 
together. Into the forever. And beautiful sky. Guardians of the Whoever Galaxy. it was that you were in love with, it sounds more like her. Her? Do not bring me in. Knock it off! They were replaced by my father as a method of torture. He he picked a pretty set. <laughs> All right. Beautiful. Yeah. Final Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Looks pretty crazy. Looks like a lot of fun. Of course, Guardians of the Galaxy always has great humor. But also, man, it looks like there's a lot of very sad, serious moments, too. Yeah. I mean, with Rocket and the... Well, at the end, when it, they were all walking toward the camera, Nebula was carrying Star-Lord. Yeah, I kind of wonder if it's going to be more than just one character dying because you know yeah, Drax, says, Drax said he was gone and and uh and in this in this trailer he said one last mission together I think and I think we'll all go to the you know great and it beyond. seems like I read somewhere that um since James Gunn is leaving and going to do DC now that this is going to be this won't be the last Guardians movie, but this will be the last Guardians movie with this team. This team, yes. Okay, as for why Groot looks so weird, this is also how Groot looked in the holiday special. Yeah. He looked stumpy. And it's because he's like, he's past the early teenage years where he was like a skinny tree. Uh, adolescence even out. yeah and now he's like oh i'm gonna go join the space football team because yeah <laughs> shoulder pads he's still and he's a different Groot than the original Groot. yeah so he's a, he's a he's, arm of the original group yeah he might not end up looking exactly like the Groot from the the first movie which is a shame because i really liked how that i agree that the Groot in this trailer does look. He looks swell. Yeah. I'm anxious to see how because you've got the high evolutionary, right? Is that the is that the the evolution? Yeah, high evolutionary or evolutionary. And then, but then you've also got Adam Warlock is going to be chasing them as well. So. Yeah, we saw Adam Warlock flying, and then we also saw him. Uh, Fighting with Drax, it looked like there's a better. Oh, there's a good one for Groot. Yeah, it's like he's got baby Groot face, but big Groot body. Yeah, his head is not really caught up with the body. Yet. I would like to see him like grow some dreads or something, the vines or like you know, <laughs> some sort of hairstyle going on. They could do more with that. I mean, one of the actual one of those like uh, Groot mini stories was about him getting the leaves on himself, he rolled in mud, and then all that, and he would just shave it different places, and that would grow the hair. That's great. They should do something like that. Heck yeah. A beard and he just rubs it on and instead of instead of shaving, it grows out. You know what I mean? Because people It's like a chia chia group. Opposite. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope they do it in this because apparently everyone's gonna die. Or be gone. Yeah, they, they really seem to be 
building up the fact that this is like the last, this is it for the Guardians. No. Well, for the Guardians that we're used to within the These MCU. Guardians. Yes, know. these Guardians. Time to face the music. There's a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of, uh, hints that this will be the last, uh, this is the last one. Now, that is Drax, right? That looks like it, yeah. I was like, I don't know if it is. I don't know. Well, maybe not. It kind of looks like him. I hope it is. Because I want to see someone like Drax taking on Adam Warlock. And I also want them to make Drax look stronger than... Because he was supposed to be like... The reason he was created in the comics was to destroy Thanos. And he didn't really get a good showing against he's, Thanos. He's he's really kind of turned into a, a comic relief character. Yeah. So one last ride? One last ride is what he says, yeah. It looks like he got shot in the chest at some point. That might be the outcome of that fight. Who knows? It's a lot to speculate on at this point. Into the forever. Beautiful sky. Into the forever and beautiful sky. I mean, that sounds like a metaphor for heaven or yeah, the beyond. So, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, the last hurrah. Definitely looks good. When was that? May fifth. May fifth. Which means that Star Wars Day is on a Thursday this year. Yeah. Good. yeah, this is good too. <laughs> this bit? Alright. Well. Yeah, yeah, the... You were in love with? It sounds more like her. Her? Do not bring me into this. <laughs> Knock it off! What? <laughs> never noticed how black your eyes were. They were replaced by my father as a method of torture. He he picked a pretty set. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm gonna tell you something. He picked a pretty set. <laughs> so I wonder if Thor's gonna be in this one. I doubt it. I mean, he was been... in. He was in. Uh, I mean, I got Love and Thunder, and they were all kind of there at the beginning of Love and Thunder. But they it's... left. They separated. Yeah. Well, I, I got that, but now we need to see them separate from the Guardians' point of view. No. All right. Fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> And you get people complaining. Why are we? Why are we rehashing this? We already know they separated. I think people are gonna complain no matter what. Yeah, I think you're true. right. But uh, especially me. Now then, <laughs> on to my complaints about Ant Man. <laughs> um. No, but for real, let's actually talk about Ant Man. Since Ant Man Quantum Mania is coming up which is going to be starting 
phase five. Yeah. So we wanted to take a look back at the Ant-Man films that have already come out. And he's been in some other things that aren't just, I mean, he was in Endgame. Kind Civil of War. Yeah, Civil War, kind of important. Uh, so we could talk about anything Ant-Man. And I got to say, I wasn't... I remember when the movies were first announced and like, you know, when you're looking forward to the next Marvel movie and it was like Ant-Man, I was like, Ant-Man. And they were like, Paul Rudd. And I was like, Paul Rudd as Ant-Man. Um, and so I was thinking of the comics and in the comics, Hank Pym, of course, is Ant-Man, the original Ant-Man. And then Steve Lang takes over. That's, that's about as much as that actually has in common because like in the comics, Hank Pym, was at times a drunk and a wife beater and evil too. He was, he was, and he helped create Ultron and, and he, stuff. and yellow jacket. I think he became yellow jacket for a while too. So the, the MCU version of Hank Pym is not nearly so bad. They show him as like having a temper, but it, it seems to mostly, yeah, he definitely has a temper. That's one of the first things they show, but the guy does insult his dead wife. So you gotta expect expect. yeah that's even if you have a decent temper that might be enough to (laughs) pop a pop a dude in the face actually that's one of the things i love about that movie all right ant-man is that's the first thing that happens is they have a flashback to when they try and steal his technology and he's like no stay away and he bashes the guy's face against the table who says something about his wife so then later He's going to Darren Cross's, you know, like years later, he's going back to his company. His protege is now showing off the new technology and he sees that same guy. And the guy's like, Hank, have you been in, you know, how, how have you been enjoying retirement? Or he says something like that. He's like, how are you? And then Hank just goes, how's your face? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that line works better than normal. And that, that actually works there. Remember that time I bashed your face into the table? Yeah. Keep talking to me. See what happens. See what happens. Come yeah. at me. Yeah. Well, he, he gave uh, Cross a good jab there, too, when he was doing that, when Cross was doing that demonstration. I mean, I totally saw it coming. I just figured it would be all weak and pathetic. <laughs> but then, so the movie itself, you know, it's like Paul Rudd. They the definitely Ant-Man and Ant-Man the Wasp have much even higher levels of comedy than your typical Marvel movie. Like but all it's Marvel not movie have whips and stuff. What'd you say? It's not overdone though. That's I think that's the mistake that Thor Love and Thunder made was that it was just it was all gotta go talk about yesterday. <laughs> okay. I'm reading the comments, I'm sorry. Read it out loud. Yeah, his yeah. sports show is. Oh, show. yeah. I assume. Go Kansas City. <laughs> Debbie. Debbie! So, anyway, it wasn't. I mean, that was one of the big things, like I said, with Thor Love and Thunder, was that it was just. The entire movie was a big joke. Yeah. And. And again, you, you'll. I, I still hear the argument. Well, it was told from the point of view of uh, Korg, so it's going to be funny and silly and everything else. And I'm like, 
Yeah, but you didn't have to do that. Yeah, that wasn't yeah, that wasn't like the only way you could do it. It's not like Korg made the movie. You know? Right. Oh, the man that voiced him made the movie. So Oh, another Taika Waititi self-insertion into one of his projects. How humble this man is. He's like Kevin Smith. Yeah, except Kevin's yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Mel Brooks. Well, those are pure comedies. I mm-hmm. mean, that's or John Favreau. Well, John Favreau is great, though. Of course, he's amazing. Uh, yeah. So the the comedy, though, in Ant Man, like I said, it's that was something also about Thor: Love and Thunder is that when you make, and I'm not saying you can't have comedy in it, or and even or that Thor can't be comedic, but when he becomes this overly comedic character. It takes away from like the, the, the idea of Thor. Like he's this ancient, or at least in this, like you know, hundreds of years old, and he does have like Thor one kind of got that stuff right, and I could see him become loosening up as he gets more accustomed to like the ways of Earth and things like that. But when you just make him the butt of jokes all the time, well, and uh, I think they. In the in the first in the first Avengers movie, this is prime example. You know, he was very serious. You know, Loki needs to go back to Asgard. I need to get Loki taken back to Asgard. And uh, well, well, what did he say? He said uh, that that he's just a bag of cats. He's crazier than a bag of cats. And he goes, "Have care what you say." He is a child of Asgard. He murdered thirty people. He's, he's adopted. adopted. <laughs> he's so I mean, adopted. yeah, it, there was a serious tone to it, but you can plug in a joke and make him a give him a funny yeah. funny side or yeah when things or there's humor to be found where his upbringing and his customs clash with those of earth and or if he gets drunk and something like that happens but when he's just this now just a funny character it's like that takes away from thor and his you know the thing with steven or Scott. with ant-man yeah scott lang steven um his that's like part of his personality. He doesn't have to live up to like the personality of Thor. They can make him kind of whatever. And so right. if that's the way that he deals with problems is usually to react with humor. Like when he's working at Baskin Robbins and the kid is asking for like a burger, Let's have a burger. He's like, "What? We don't <laughs> we don't do that." Yeah, like I guess the hot pretzel thing. <laughs> whatever is hot and fresh fresh. and good and then the manager's like scott i need to see you right now and he's like okay and he calls over to the other person working he's like evan can you uh take care of this idiot and you know like right to the basically right to the customer's face uh he just responds to just about everything with a kind of goofy humorous and i think it just works much better not to mention his sidekicks and their hilarity Oh, Those they're... three wombats. <laughs> they're amazing. Yeah, Luis. Luis telling stories, and then they cut to where the things are happening, and the people are talking, but it's his voice. It's his voice. And that's great. And then the action's really cool, too. I think that's part of the beauty of Ant-Man, is that it's, by its very nature, it's one of those shrinking or size-changing movies. Like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. There's an inherent level of 
anytime you shrink down and do stuff, it's like, that's cool. Especially with the graphics there, they have the ability to do. It's cool to see him shrink down and like jump through a set of keys. When they get locked in the briefcase that's falling out of the helicopter and the mm -hmm. phone and they're hitting the phone and lifesavers and all different things. It's neat to see that thing. And it's great for companies that want to do product placement. But uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. That yeah, it's also just much. fun to like watch the antics that they get into while being small. There's just something inherently. That like, was fun about that that was one of my favorite scenes was when they were small and they were fighting on the the play table or whatever and the train crashes and it's like and then it just shows and it's like <laughs> and then it gets thrown out the window and hit with one of those things and it turns huge and busts out the front of the house yeah. and so being able to do that back and forth kind of thing and the second one was really great with that too when they had that whole extended chase scene with the different cars being able to go to different sizes and if I do have a complaint about the second one, it's that Scott's suit was malfunctioning the whole time, which made it almost almost like too much comedy. It's like, can he just at least be proficient in what he's doing? But in that one, they had to show the Wasp being the kick-ass, super awesome one. And uh, Although him sneaking into that school was hilarious. It was funny. <laughs> they they made some good parts of it and he did when he goes and he's like the whale and like oh we just left the dock but we already see one coming out and it's like ah. <laughs> that doesn't belong to you <laughs> and the action scenes are all very exciting and of course we got to meet uh uh, uh what's his name henry Wu. oh agent yeah Wu. agent Wu. that yeah. was hilarious how do you think how do you entertain it 12 year old child and you're locked inside the house learn close-up magic and then he's like how did you do that every time he does the make a magic trick the other characters are like how do you how did you do that you got away this time lang but you won't next time what are you talking about i'm not gonna see you again we're done now he's like yeah he's like he's like i'll see you i'll see you next time or I'll something like that He's like, are you inviting what? me to dinner? <laughs> yeah. I, like, I thought you <laughs> were inviting me somewhere. No, why would I do that? I don't know. That's why I was asking. And his daughter's adorable in those two. Uh, and like hilarious. He's so ugly. I love him. <laughs> and in the second one, she even mentioned she wanted to be his partner, which is kind of what it's building up to now hinting it yeah and in the second one they talk about quantum stuff over and over and over uh to the point where scott even says do you guys just put the word quantum in, in front, front of everything, everything? <laughs> and then the next movie is quantum mania that's <laughs> i mean that's funny i think but yeah, they keep going on and on about like the quantum realm and quantum this, quantum that. Oh, and you had Paul Rudd playing um, Michelle Pfeiffer too. Oh, that was she, you great. know she took that over was, his body. So funny, yeah. Not now, keeps, dear. I've got this. I gotta figure it out. The way he keeps <laughs> looking into their eyes, and that's just like way to go, Paul Rudd, on pulling off those tender, emotional, feminine looks. <laughs> <laughs> because even when he's looking at Hank Pym and just like, oh, sweetie, I love you so much, you know, you, you really get the sense that he is possessed by like the spirit of this woman 
you know it's not just it and then he when he snaps out of he's like i got nothing guys i there's nothing i got nothing <laughs> it's like why am i holding hands with you? <laughs> how did we get, how up, we here? get up here see now i want to go back and watch ant-man again i think probably should watch I, I watched it movies. over well i watched um yeah i watched i watched him over the weekend so yeah those are my the ant-man movies and guardians are probably my top two for if i need cheering up oh and um ragnarok yeah i'll buy that yeah and i don't care how many times i've seen them i i still sit there and cackle out loud because <clears throat> my son my son will come out and he'll, how many times have you seen this mom i'm like i don't know it doesn't matter it's still funny <laughs> and that's why when you know scott is and the guardians as well when they actually do end up meeting with the other avengers at times they become the comic relief of the more serious characters mm -hmm. uh like when ant-man meets captain america <laughs> You know, and he's just like starstruck. It's kind of like kind of. Thanks for thinking of me. Thanks for thinking of me. Oh, I'm so sorry. I know you uh, know a lot of super people, head. but wait, there's an ant. And then even just in references, like when the Hulk is like, wait, there's a Spider-Man and an Ant-Man. Ant um, and of course, when he, when they when they're fighting in Civil War, and like we need a distraction. We need something big. And he's like, I think I got something big. <laughs> All right. And if I tear myself in half, don't worry. And then the other characters just like, is he gonna is tear this guy, in half? what is this guy talking about? <laughs> and but the reaction, huge. the reaction was golden though. I mean, Tom Holland pulled it off just perfectly. And even, even, uh, Oh, Robert Downey Jr. Okay, does anybody else have any kind of amazing powers that I, that I don't know about? <laughs> that they haven't revealed to the group. <laughs> oh, man. And then, then there was another one where he's like, uh, he shrinks down the water truck and he tells him to throw it at like Black Panther or something. He's like, throw, throw this at that. And then it explodes into a giant fireball. Uh, cause it was like a gasoline truck, and he's just like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I thought that was water to do that. Because of course, in that fight, people are like pulling their punches, even though that's the same fight where Rhodey becomes disabled. He must be really sore about that, I tell you, right? Like this fight, everybody pulls their punches, everybody gets out fine, except for me getting shot in the back by a robot. Vision. Well, he was distracted by. Thunder. Still, <laughs> poor Rudy. <laughs> it was a friendly fire. Friendly fire. Yeah, wasn't even the other teams. Your own. And see, that that movie's more. You know, like it's when you have a pure Ant Man movie. Even when the action's happening, there's like funny things happening with the action. You know, like you said, the Tom's Tank engine thing. Um, Anybody see that real old movie Empire Strikes Back? Jeez, kid, how? Jeez, Tony, how old is this kid? <laughs> I, 
Quentin Carbon dated him. He's on the young side. <laughs> Bring in the humor. That and the uh, the bigger aunt who takes Scott's place. That was that was great. Yeah, because he started using giant ants to work on his projects and different things. <laughs> And he's just he's like, it's been simulated. It's been uh, programmed to simulate your natural daily habits. Nine hours of sleep, two hours in the bathroom. Don't know what don't want to know what's going on there. <laughs> and then when uh, Luis walks in, and the ant's sitting there eating the Fruit Loops, <laughs> and he's just like. Scott, <laughs> and he turned into an ant. Uh, and then the Walton Goggins is in that. He's a great actor. Oh, love him, love him. Yes, he plays one of the bad guys. He's also in. Justified? I guess you might know him from Hateful Eight. He's in Justified. He was in Justified. the Shield. The Shield is like one of my all-time favorite shows ever. He was in one episode of Community where. Uh, they read Pierce's will. So he's great. And I was in an I episode him, of the Big Bang Theory, too. And an episode of the Better Call Saul. I think it was Better Call Saul. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, great actor all over the place. And he's great because in this, he's got a, the truth serum, <laughs> <laughs> which they give to Louise. <laughs> It it's is not a truth serum. <laughs> it sounds just... like a truth serum, man. <laughs> it makes you very well intentioned and willing to open up about anything to the person oh, you're true. talking to. So that sounds like a truth serum to me. And then they use it on those guys at the very end and they turn themselves in. It is a truth serum. It is a truth serum. <laughs> God, you kept insisting it's not a truth serum. I don't know why that guy was so insistent that it wasn't a truth serum, though. Because, because like the like the other people were saying, you made it up or so it's, it. then you created a truth serum. Why are you denying that that's even when he explains it? They're just like so he gets people to tell the truth. That's a, it's a truth serum. That's why at the end he's like it is. <laughs> yeah, the Ant Man movies uh, so far have been very funny and enjoyable. Most of the sad parts in it come from like the mother disappearing, Janet Bandine. Like that was, and that caused tension between Hank Pym and his daughter, especially because he lied about it for so long. So that's like where the serious aspect of that one comes from. The serious aspect of the second one came from the fact that they were trying to get her mother back. She might still be alive. And also from this other person who was hurt by quantum energy, the ghost, who's, you know, living this tortured existence and has also been a assassin for S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, and Lawrence Fishburne. And Lawrence Fish, who's a scientist. He's a, a, oh, what was his name? Goliath? Goliath. Goliath, yeah. He was the original growing man, but he only got, what did he say, like 20-some feet tall? I did 30. You know, no big deal. <laughs> Does anybody have any orange slices? <laughs> Drains you, man. But when I'm looking at Quantumania, 
I'm wondering if it's going to have that same level of humor or if it's going to be, it lo looks like it's because now it looks like the stakes are directly focused on actually on Scott. Like the stakes in the first two were like, will he stay in prison or will he yeah. go to prison or stay in prison, mm -hmm. which is terrible. The stakes in this one are like unleashing Kang to the universe and his own daughter's safety and now that he's definitely hooking up with the wasp she's going to be in danger directly too and that family so now it's like his direct family is personally at stake as well as the rest of the the universe really the multiverse and so it's it looks like it's going to be his decision whether or not to help kang escape and the thing is, is he gonna? What's he? It's he's the kind of guy that would do anything for his daughter. And so, if the thing, if the if the choice is sit down before him, if you help me do this, your daughter lives. I think no. he helps. Yeah, if you help me escape, then I'll you'll let your daughter spend more live. Time, you'll get more time with your daughter. I thought that was the angle Kang was going for. More time, you can turn back time. Well, I think he's also probably just threatening her in general. Because more time can also be like, if I kill her right now. <laughs> yeah. I can kill her right you now or I can, kill or her I can give minutes. you more time. So anyway, it just looks like it's going to be a lot darker than the previous Ant-Men. What do you guys think? Well, I'm hoping there'll be some humor, um, but yeah, I think it'll be a. It'll, I, I think it'll be a sad, because I'm sure somebody's not going to make it out. And I'm, mean, I'm, it, I'm willing to bet it's going to be Paul Rudd. They've they've killed off all the other ones, so sure, why not him? Well, if, yeah, and they've got his know, daughter they to replace off anybody. Him I would think. Hank or Hank or Janet, I could see them doing that. Because, yeah. yeah, Michael Douglas is older, and no, they just keep sure. de-aging him in each movie. <laughs> um, I'm sure my uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm not quite sure how old she is. Still looking well, great. She's oh yeah, she's looks oh, yeah. amazing. But um, well, I mean, uh, what's his name? Anthony Hopkins. He he was he's getting older, and sure enough. Thor 3. Okay, Odin goes. And they also oh. have been talking about how they don't want to keep stars for super extended contracts like they did with Robert Downey Jr. Which just means there's never going to be anything like Robert Downey the Jr. Infinity Saga ever again. Okay. Yeah. Um, but let's take a look. The Direct has some early reviews or early thoughts on the movie that are, I mean, mostly spoiler-free. If you have any type of worry about any sort of spoilers, then I don't know if you want to listen to this, but it's just general reactions to the film. So let's see if I can put it up. All right. So Eric Davis from Fandango compared the movie to a psychedelic roller coaster full of frightening and hilarious oddities. And he said there are big Star Wars vibes. 
Phase five has begun. The new Ant-Man movie is like a psychedelic roller coaster. So they, they're just quoting the two. I'm just next time I'm just gonna read the tweet. Because why are they pulling out? Um very menacing, very menacing Kang. Meet the MCU at its freakiest and most inventive. Modoc is a riot, but Jonathan Majors Conkers loved the ride. So yeah, at the end of this, I mean significant. Kang, Significant yeah. things in the post-credit sequences. Sequences. Stay. There'll be two. Mid mid-credit and end credit. Definitely make sure you stay for the credits because there are significant things. Apparently, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is both a part is both a part one of part five, but also a self-contained Ant-Man story that's funny and sweet. And features kick-ass Michelle Pfeiffer. Good stuff. And she hasn't really done much in the Ant-Man <laughs> movie so far. <laughs> she was only at really the end of the last one. So this is the first time she'll be there the whole time. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is a solid yet overly ambitious start to the next phase of the MCU. Jonathan Majors is an absolute force as Kang and the new king of the multiverse. Final battle is astonishing. This person said they missed the comedic charm throughout. So um, it may not be as funny. Yeah. Well, I'm with the stakes being as high as they are, you can't you can't have like you like you said with Thor Love and Thunder, you know, there's a certain level of seriousness, or else it's not even believable. It's like, why? Unless you're Deadpool and his excuses, he's literally insane so he will say inappropriate things no matter when but if you're a sane person experiencing these things it's not time for like a quip or a joke I had a blast with ant-man and the wasp paul rudd has never been better jonathan majors effortlessly conquers every second of screen time he gets the real star of the film is the script a reminder of how beautifully strange and mysterious the mcu still is so that sounds like we'll maybe be getting more multiverse info or something. It sounds like the kind of thing I would have expected someone to say about the last Doctor Strange movie, but they're saying it about Ant Man. So yeah, I'm I'm hopeful. We were hopeful with Doctor Strange though too. This person said the movie has way too much going on it's tough to connect emotionally to any of it i don't buy this what are you from cnet okay <laughs> <laughs> well there you go there you go i don't even know who this ant man person is <laughs> jonathan majors kang is a charismatic intense baddie and visually awesome but the threat he represents is too abstract this is the first marvel movie i've seen and uh that was like that. Uh, there was uh, when the first season of was it the first season of the Mandalorian? No, it was the Book of Boba Fett. The first episode of the Book of Boba Fett. Somebody wrote a review on it, and they said something about, "Well, we need some backstory on this." Uh, uh, oh, I can't even think of her name now. The the sharpshoot Fennec Shan. We need some backstory on Fennec Shan. We don't even know who this character is. And it's like, is this the first? Star Wars thing you've watched ever? Not no. watch Mandalorian. <laughs> Did you not see the Mandalorian? 
season one? <laughs> Everybody else in the world did. That's also the problem with these uh, things that are like, oh, you're in films and you're in different shows. And it's like, you have to watch everything if you want to know what's going on. And the casual viewer might might actually feel that way. I don't have time to watch every single Star Wars thing ever. Well, then don't complain about it. Then you don't have time to watch any Star Wars. <laughs> Go enjoy something else. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is a splendid visual feast. The best of the Ant-Man movies. Complete with humor, heart, and tie into the Kang dynasty we've been waiting for. Jonathan Majors is on fire. And Catherine Newton is a baller in her Marvel debut. Could they spell her name right? I don't think so. And it's from a tweet. Is it NN? That doesn't seem right to me. But see, that that one sounded positive about the humor being within it as well. So, yeah. I mean, like, I'm sure there's probably, it's probably, there's going to be less humor, but that's the way that it should be. Mm-hmm. And it's, but I mean, he's a natural, again, he's still naturally funny. Uh, it's a fun way to kick off phase five. Each Ant Man film has been better than the last. <sighs> the first Ant Man was actually really good. That ending chase scene with him and Yellow Jacket, and that was after the heist. It yeah. was never just a heist. And what, what did he say before that? He's like, you thought you could stop time with a heist or like, oh, stop progress with a heist? It was never just a heist. And then he comes back with the idea for the time the time heist in Endgame. <laughs> I thought the even just at the beginning of that movie when he they went to go break into Michael Douglas's house. They're like, okay. A- you know, I got to lift his fingerprint off the doorknob, and then I can use it to open the the keypad. And then what I thought was hilarious, the safe, because I just rewatched it and I'm watching this thing, and I was like, "Boy, it's a good thing that everything you need to commit your crimes is already in this house." <laughs> like even the water he pours in, there's like a jug of water just sitting down there in the basement. The only thing he brought with him was like the nitrous oxide or the um cold thing. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that worked anyway. So it'll be interesting to see if there's a heist element to this one because it doesn't look like those three wombats are going to be in this. And you that's know, like, just really sad. They're not going to the quantum realm. The, yeah, the I mean, so, yeah, somebody was complaining. Well, why is Luis in it? Michael Pena, and it's like. Why would he be in the quantum mania? Well, it would the only way it would make sense if, it's, if like there's a bit part at either the beginning or the end where he's like summing stuff up, so probably at the end. <laughs> but I like it, yeah, it wouldn't make sense for him to actually go mm-hmm. into the quantum to realm. the quantum realm, yeah. But I gotta see, okay, so now I'm thinking about this because how did he get to the quantum realm initially? He shrunk himself like ridiculously small. So can he now, when he's in the quantum realm, can he still shrink so he can be even smaller? Well, if you 
seen the trailer, there's uh, many Ant-Men and some are huge, some are small. So also, would... they get sucked in through that device, right? It looks like. And so if the original <laughs> shrinking wasn't through the mechanism of the suit, then he could still just shrink the normal amount. I, I think they're I think they're grasping straws here. Well, sure, I think they've this always is, been doing this that. Is, like this is the one this is the one where it's like we're gonna reduce the space between the atoms so that you shrink. But you as a six foot two grown man can still run across the barrel of a gun and you don't have the same weight. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's always been like you have to just go with it because you can't carry a tank on your keychain because it would just drop out of your pocket and slam to the floor because it weighs as much as a tank. So something happens when you're shrinking the space between these molecules. You can't just pick up a building and walk away with it because it's still as heavy as a building, right? But no, you just say, you know what? Forget uh, about it. It's quantum weight, okay? What's the... Uh, uh... And just let Su it go. suspension of suspension of belief. Yes, there's technology. This is how it works. That doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That you doesn't don't know matter. the science. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unless you're a quantum physicist. Physicist. No, but it's still just you know made up. Do you, do you guys just put quantum in front of everything? Yes. <laughs> Can't just put a science word in front of a car word and expect it to make sense. Up. Oh, yep. It's the microverse battery. Yeah, now if it was a bunch of medical stuff and I seen that, no, that, that's not how it works because I'm in the medical field. So, yeah, I would be that way. But with this stuff, nah. I mean, I watch medical shows. I'm like, that's not how it goes. <laughs> that's not how you do that. They don't run the down the hallway saying, we need to get him to the emergency room. Stat! <laughs> <laughs> Stats. <laughs> it could happen. It had wheels, duh. In reference to the building. The I was building, like, yes, yeah. it's very clever that he has a handle installed, even though, like, how did this building come to be? Was this a full-size building that then you shrunk and added a handle to? Does that go down into the building? And where did the wheels come from? And when you grow the building back up, are the wheels still there? And did the wheels grow too? They're just sitting at the back. And the building just keeps showing up different places. Like, <laughs> there's one time when it's right next to another building and it's still like they, they don't know where to find it. And I'm like, did anyone in that building notice that a bu another building just appeared overnight? <laughs> yeah. Lego. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And that thing with the Thomas the Tank Engine train. Remember when that like gets big and bursts through the front of the house? Well, should it still have the same mass as a little a little tiny tank? train, which yeah. means it wouldn't smash when, through the house. And when he gets huge, shouldn't he still have like the weight of a normal human person? So how does he rip through a plane and do all that stuff? No, because big things are heavier. <laughs> <laughs> ba, 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 ba. We're not here for science class, all right? Shoot somebody with some lasers. Give the people what they want. We we, we didn't spend 
millions of dollars on uh, CGI so that you could complain about the science behind the nonsense that we're showing you. Uh, so things to look forward to in Quantumania. Kang. Yes. Definitely. Jonathan Majors, all of those tweets, all those reviews basically were just like, Jonathan Majors is amazing. Uh, so he is definitely going to be a big deal. And I thought he did good as uh, He Who Remains. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see a different variant, see him actually, you know, maybe being more evil. And it certainly seems like from the trailers that he's not, he's not like coming across like maliciously like <laughs> you know evil like that but it's more of a more, more of sophisticated a charming, charming yeah. uh, villain exactly and i you wonder know. if that'll be the only vi vision the only version <clears throat> of kang we'll see down there because you know there's, there's a lot of ant-man so there'll yeah. be a lot of kangs and we already know that the kangs were fighting a war to see who would take over Mm -hmm. So, is that war still going on? Are there other Kangs? Or is he going to be like, I am the prime Kang? But I doubt they'll do that because that would take away a lot of opportunities for them <laughs> to use other Kangs. It would be like that movie that, did you see that movie, uh, The One with Jet Li? Yeah. Yeah. I do. I would be the one! <laughs> about because they said they didn't want to do like long super long or extended contracts like Robert Downey Jr. So like how many movies is Kang gonna appear in? Even be in, you know? Hmm. Well, you know he at least at least he's gonna be in an Avengers. Yeah, yeah, the the two event I, I would say probably both Avengers movies. So at least and then Loki season 2 possibly. Oh yeah, because they did show that statue of him at the end and so, TVA, yeah. So theoretically, you got him. You got Kang, or the one who remains in the first Loki, and then Ant Man and the Wasp, and then another Loki, and two Avengers movies. So that's what five five appearances at least. It's not bad. And, you know, eventually, if it's like those Avengers movies, that'll really be his time to shine, just like we had glimpses of Thanos. Well, it wouldn't, times, it wouldn't surprise me if we got a whole bunch of, uh, like, like any movie that comes out between now and the next Avenger movie, we get, like, the end credit scene or the post credit scene involves Kang and says, okay, here's what he's doing now. So that wouldn't shock me at all. Because, I mean, they, they did the same thing with, uh, with Thanos. You know, Age of Ultron, fine, I'll do it myself. You know, yeah. you knew he was coming. So. But this already, this, like, He Who Remains, that wasn't actually Kang, but that showed us the actor playing Kang and introduced the idea of it in a way bigger and longer way than anything they did with Thanos. And now we've got Kang again appearing in this. And it looks like, I mean, he's playing a significant part. I mean, he's yeah. interacting directly with Ant-Man, the main character. It's not like he's in you know, a different place and he's just an end credit scene. Like he is, he's ostensibly the villain. I mean, I know there are other villains in this Modoc, um, mm -hmm. so yellow jacket and however they're doing that. Uh, but I think Kang is, yeah, he's going to be a significant part of the movie. 
maybe not in like minutes on screen, but I mean, more of a presence than just an after the credits thing. Yeah, right. I think uh, Janet will have a bigger presence in this movie too, because evidently there was some crap, <clears throat> crap that went down while she was down there for 30 plus years or whatever. Either she stole something or... She knows she, of Kang. She's aware of him. Oh, yeah. And maybe uh, maybe her and Kang were... Lovers in the nighttime. Yeah. I mean, you know, she didn't know if she was going to get back. Why not? Wake up to Kang. Happiest <laughs> thing that ever happened to breakfast. <laughs> Special Kang. Mm. Have some Kang loops. It's my universe. I thought the I thought Kang was what they dro drank on the uh, spaceship. That was spaceship. Tang. Oh, Kang! Oh, <laughs> have some sugar frosted K's for. Kang. I'm glad you both bought that. I'm glad you got it. Thank you. <laughs> Tang. I remember that stuff. Anyway, so yeah, that is about all I've got. I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to Quantum Mania. Now, after that Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, I'm really looking forward to that one, too. But uh, I've definitely been hearing good things about Ant Man. And. I think I've only seen one thing on TikTok, and it was a person I didn't recognize. I don't know who he was, but he was, uh, he was just like. I just kind of came out of Quantum Mania. And I'm not sure what to think. Like he didn't know whether he liked it or not. I don't know. How did you even? How did you or, even get into this advanced screening, sir? Um, I don't maybe trust he, his you. His mind was just that blown. Yeah, that well, he was at a loss for words. Trying to hold off because that's how I wanted to feel after <laughs> Multiverse of Madness, but. <laughs> <laughs> slightly disappointed although i have different expectations for this film it does look pretty crazy that those trailers have been pretty nuts and it'll be it'll definitely be cool to see it like this is as far as we know the actual kang like the next big bat the next thanos or even bigger than thanos level threat to the multiverse and this is this is their opportunity to show them off. So could be some very cool stuff happening. I'm anxious. <laughs> All right. I'm going Thursday night. This might be the last MCU for me if it's bad. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'll stop going to see it. I mean, I'd definitely be disappointed if it was bad, but I don't think I'd stop going to see it because I want to see the story through to the end. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they've started something with Phase 4 with the multiverse and everything else, and you kind of want to see it through and, and see what the outcome Secret is. Wars is coming up. I want to see uh, Samuel Jackson uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we I mean, even if it's just, you know, little tiny bits, you know, in relation or connection to Eternals, Ten Rings, 
uh, Doctor Strange. Miss Marvel. Yeah. I mean, I already feel like I've seen the connections to at least like Shang-Chi and maybe even Miss Marvel with those rings or whatever that are in the quantum mm-hmm. in the city. That looks so similar to the Ten Rings. It's like, is this the same sort of technology? Is this technology related? What's gonna what's happening? Yeah, I just wonder if one of those or a few of those will be uh, like the post credit scenes. Some reference to them or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. So, fingers crossed. Again, most of the reviews I've heard have been good, but I feel like that's the usual standard for Marvel movie early reviews and other big movie. I mean, they want to promote the movie, so... Right. Yeah. The early reviews for these things are usually like, it's amazing! And then sometimes the film itself, you go see it and you're like, what was that reviewer smoking? (laughs) And then you realize, oh, the money that they got paid by Disney or whoever to write that positive review. That's what they were smoking. All that freaking cash. And I don't work that way. (laughs) You, you will get my honest opinion. And if I go see the new Marvel movie and I don't like it, you'll be sure to hear about it. Just go back and look at our Eternals. uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> episode <laughs> oh man or any of our she-hulk episodes oh or the, or the uh captain marvel don't forget captain marvel or captain marvel nah, captain marvel for me is almost not even it's like it wasn't like super bad it was like nothing for me it was like blah this was it was kind of like a waste of time it was an origin story yeah there are other things like Eternals. I was like, this is crap. This is <laughs> badly written. This was badly executed. This many is people. nonsensical. You can't tell me that these guys are super futuristic, amazing robotic, and you know, and they can't, they don't have cell phones. None of them have a cell phone. They don't have beepers. They have no way to get in touch with each other. So we have to go all over the world to wherever each one lives. And I'm like, human beings right now are more technologically advanced than that. You, <laughs> No, no, no. Okay? So Eternals, and that's the least of the Eternals problems. But I don't have time <laughs> to get in to all of that right now. Yeah, we're over an hour up. already. We're over we an hour. Just, just we don't, don't have another hour just to go, go, don't, go don't back and look off. at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the episode's still there. It's two, MCU Monday's Eternals. And just watch me talk go about a pile of garbage that's on fire. Anyway, <laughs> do you guys have anything else you wanted to say for Quantumania or Ant-Man? Or... No, I'm, I'm excited for Saturday morning when I go to the theater and practically be by myself and have my snacks and sit in my own personal seat. <laughs> Mine's going to be crowded. It's always crowded. Oh, well. Yeah. It's part of the experience. Eh. For me, anyway, not for you. I'm jealous. If I, I could find a theater that was empty, I'd home. prefer to have an empty theater. We used to ha- we used to have one like that. There was one just down the road from us that nobody ever went to because you had the big Cinemark or the big AMC, you know, on either side of town. So nobody went to the little crummy theater. And I was like, we 
anytime we would want to go to a movie and it's like, oh, well, you're either going to sit on the front row or it's sold out. It was like, oh, just go to that one. And we'd make it all the time. Then they turned it into a church. What are you going to do? Well, I don't do want to say anything to piss AMC, off God. But yeah. Do you think the new uh, AMC pricing is going to affect the how much? Oh, I go to Cinemark anyway. Screw AMC. No, wait. I'm just, they're still making churches? I thought all the churches had already been made. Oh, no, no. There's new they're, they're just converting movie theaters now. Because <laughs> everyone's streaming from home. If they figure out, if we, if, if we allow them to go to church from home, we're screwed. Anyway, David, what are you guys talking about this Thursday? Uh, Bad Batch. We are we are two weeks away from Mando season three. I think so. I think two weeks away, something along that oh, yeah, line. Yeah, that's coming March up. 1st. Yeah, March first. Um, episode nine of Bad Batch. Episode nine of the Bad Batch. We'll be talking about the Bad Batch and hope to God it's not a filler episode again. <laughs> hopefully it continues on from because the last two episodes yes. were really good so hopefully yeah. it'll continue down that path I'm definitely looking forward to Mandalorian even though I was disappointed with Book of Boba Fett and Kenobi uh, Mandalorian so far has been pretty did you watch Andor yet? I know what I haven't watched Andor still Go watch Andor binge Andor yeah, that's what I should do. So but I just after you know, I was invested so hard in like Boba Fett and Kenobi, and I saw what they did, and I was like, I'm not gonna watch a show about a character I don't care about. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe you should do that because then, even if it's bad, it won't be as bad as when they do <laughs> terrible things to characters you love. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Andor, I've heard great things about, and I have looked at some reviews and read some things so i i have been meaning to give andor a chance i actually had to finish watching this other show for my youtube channel the scottish sitcom still game so i just finished all seven seasons of that mm. or nine nine seasons i'm working nine on seasons. i'm working on law and order svu that's like 20 something seasons every time i hear that i think <sighs> law and order suv and i'm just like is this just a show about lawyers in a truck? No, it's actually you. Special I, Victims Unit. It's terrifying. Actually, you know, I, I like Criminal Intent a lot better, but I'm really enjoying this for you. So, and Criminal Intent just because Vincent D'Onofrio's in it, and he's anything he's in is pretty is cool. amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for us here tonight on MCU Mondays. As we end the show, not talking about the MCU at all. Uh, we'll see you next week <laughs> to talk about Ant-Man, Quantumania. Looking forward to it. And, of course, as we just mentioned, Thursday night, you've got David down below. Cantina happy hour. Cantina happy hour. And me. Uh, yeah, Debbie, sir. And Debbie. And Debbie. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's his. It's like his show. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. David and it Debbie is, there. It is our show. It is Chris a cooperative uh, thing. Debbie takes the notes and I just talk about them. So. <laughs> I, well, I correct them. I give them names. As long as you've got a system that works. Like, for instance, our system where we don't have a show for many weeks and <laughs> we don't take any notes. or <laughs> I do. Debbie always takes notes. I always I take notes. I don't take any notes. 
because uh, I have seen your brain and sometimes I'm 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 good and then other times I just you know I haven't had but I don't know when it's gonna strike so I feel like my notes would be useless <laughs> I I just have them there just in case because if you guys talk about something I'm sitting here like a deer in headlights I'm like oh where's my notes where are my notes <laughs> looking through them real quick <laughs> anyway I hope everybody watching has been taking notes because there is going to be a quiz next week so uh we'll see you next week for the ant-man quantumania quiz shit language wait a second no one else is going to deal with the fact that cap just said language just slipped out find the septa and for gosh sake watch your language that's not going away anytime soon. You bet your ass. Steve, you said a bad language word. Did you tell everyone about the that? The handle's imprinted. <laughs> Out with the platinum bastard. Steve doesn't like that kind of talk. You know what, Romanov? <laughs>